You're listening to Radio Influence. Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's the MJ Morning Show podcast. This is episode number 35. MJ, Todd Schnitt here. Michelle, my lovely wife, is in the home studio. Froggy and Fester on the line and just tons of crap today. Let me start off with a question. And guys, you can weigh in on this. Michelle, you're going to be perfect on this. Why is it that women can say, hey, I'm going shopping with my girlfriends or, yeah, it's a girl's night out. Can I hang with my girlfriends? But guys can't say, yeah, I'm going out to play golf with my boyfriends or what? Have well, you, ever, you ever thought of wait, have you, ever, you don't say that? <laughs> Froggy, stop. What, what is what is the disparity here? You can say that. I mean, I'm, I know people who probably do say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's one segment of fellas who probably say it pretty freely. I, well, I'm saying heterosexually. So oh, heterosexually, oh. guys don't say I'm hanging with my boyfriends, but girls say it all the time, going to hang with my girlfriends. Is there something you'd like to tell me? No, I'm just. I thought about that earlier today, and I just thought I'd ask the question. I, I think it's yeah. a fair question. Uh huh. I'm recording the podcast tonight with my boyfriends. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not uh, exactly this not is, available this, for a while. This seems to be what they call stoner talk. Are you on some sort of new medication? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's stoner talk? What What the hell are you talking about? Well, because the other night I took my medication, which I'm prescribed. By a doctor in gym shorts, and I was whoa, thinking whoa, whoa, to myself, whoa, 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 whoa. What? "What? What do you mean you you have a doctor in gym shorts? What the hell does that mean?" Well, my medical doctor for what we're talking about, which is medical cannabis, was wearing gym shorts and a tank top when I went to go see him. All right, That's so, it. Wait a minute. Why the hell are you prescribed allegedly medical cannabis anyway? I know, uh, I know. Because I have migraines and I have ulcers and I have flat feet. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you have IBS. And IBS. Oh. Thank you. That was the one I forgot. <laughs> Michelle's got a prompt froggy on why he's taking medical cannabis. But MJ. Yeah. I took, I took my medication the other day and I, I was thinking to myself, I was drinking a Sprite. And I was thinking to myself, how come you could drink six beers easily but you can't drink six sprites will probably make you feel really sick. And that was, you know, that's sort of like a stoner thought, sort of like along the lines of what you're talking about. Last night I drank a whole two liter of RC Cola. I was sick as a dog. Oh wait, Fester, <laughs> they still have RC Cola? I was at Publix and like the the RC Cola and A and W root beer, I guess, are by the same people. They were buy two, get two. So oh. I bought three diet root beers and I'm like, ooh, RC Cola. I haven't had that in forever. And I drank the whole thing last night. And I'm like, uh, we were just talking about that the other day and wondering if it was still out there. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I'll have to get some now. Do they still have like knee high and do they still have like Shasta as well? I haven't seen knee high or Shasta. But my new favorite soda is Verner's, which uh, is a very gingery dude, ginger ale. Dude, you don't have to tell me about Verner's. I worked at a radio <laughs> station back in high school before I got into music radio. I worked at a news talk station called WNIS in Norfolk, Portsmouth, Virginia Beach area. 
the morning anchors were both from Michigan. And the program director, the guy's name was Doug Boynton, and he went on to like run big stuff at like the Voice of America, you know, the government radio operation. Both these guys, they had the machine, the soda machine at the studio stocked with Verner's. So I had a chance to try Verner's back when I was like, I don't know, 16, 17 years old, and I loved it. It's like an oaky kind of ginger ale thing, but it, it's not like a normal ginger ale. It's like it has an oak-type flavor to it. It's a much, much, uh, much stronger bite of ginger in it. I love it. But how many can you drink? Can you drink six of them? No, I, no, I see the point. I see what you're saying, that guys can put down a ton of beers, but you don't seem to be putting down the same in an equivalent number of, like, uh, Cokes, Pepsi, Sprites, whatever. It's just I was I was trying to figure that out for a couple. Oh my God, Fester slamming A and W, dude! You're forty <laughs> what three? Stop it! Something like that. Listen, oh. just diet A and W. Look, diet A and W. Drink half a two liter during this podcast. Anyway, by the way, Publix has Verners. You can go to any Publix and you'll see cans or bottles of Verners on the shelf. It's pretty common. All right, let's get back to you talking about wanting to hang out with your boyfriends. Okay, I understand not calling you guys my boyfriends. All things being equal. Michelle, why can girls say, I'm going to hang with my girlfriends, but if a guys are heterosexual, you don't say, I'm going to hang with my boyfriends? I really don't have an explanation for you. I mean, girlfriend is just like it's a term of endearment for your, for your girl friends, your friends that are girls. There's just, I don't know. Are you going to start asking, like, why women go to the bathroom together in pairs, and yet men never do? No, I don't think we're going to get into that. Hey, guess what, guys? Michelle and I, last night, we finished all Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> hey, that's interesting. How many did you see that you never saw before? Any? That is a very good question. Michelle, how many would you guess? I've got a number in my head, but how many times did I say to you, we watched all nine seasons. What was it? A hundred and... Hey, Fester, look that up quickly. I think it was like 140 or 170 episodes because it was nine seasons Averaging, I think, 22 episodes a season. Michelle, how many times did I say, I never saw that episode as we watched seasons one through nine? Maybe like a dozen. I was really surprised at the night. It may even be higher than that. I was really surprised at how many episodes. But then it made me remember that you were not as big of a fan from the beginning as I was because we weren't together then and we were separated and so i would watch it when it was on and tell you like oh my gosh you have to watch this program but when we went back and watched these like season one was really kind of season one was was not that great and in fact what did i say about the evolution they absolutely from the early episodes which i think came like midsummer in 1989 was it or something to that effect they massively retooled that show and made it a whole lot better. I don't know if it was Larry David that got more involved. or I mean, it was created by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. But there was a massive change. You can see it. You can feel it. How that show changed from the early first season episodes uh, to second season. And then by third season, four, they were on a, a roll. And that's when they got the more intricate storylines and, and things tying into each other. Well, that's the interesting thing about being able to watch uh, a series like this nine seasons through when you're watching it as it plays out over the course of that time i don't think we realized how much the show had changed and how the characters had developed or we just sort of expected it season after season but now that we've watched it like from episode one all the way through to the number whatever 100 and something 
you can totally see the difference in the characters, how they developed, how they shifted. I think they were just responding to the audience's likes because Kramer was not, I think, as prominent of a character in maybe season one or even two. And then suddenly, you know, he became the one that everybody was clapping for and laughing at more so than some of the others. They stopped that also because we noticed that when Kramer would make his entry and as like season two and three progressed, the Kramer entries into Jerry's apartment those things got much more pronounced than he would invent slides in the falls and, and all. I mean, just it's just like physical comedy. It was just funny stuff and all this noise, like, dit, 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 you know, all of his, uh, you know, Jerry, you know, all, all, all the, the nutty noises he would make. But that character, abs- just like his hair poof, that also developed quite a bit over the first two to three seasons. And as I'm sitting here watching you do all of that, I'm thinking, watching those nine seasons, you've been able to perfect your your Kramer per, per, uh, impersonation. <laughs> hey, hey guys, you. you know what else I noticed? That Jerry Seinfeld loved to prominently display his variety of Breitling watches. He'll have like the watch sleeve rolled up while the other sleeve is not rolled up. And he wore his watch mostly on his left hand as a righty. But then a couple episodes, it switched to his right hand. And it's kind of, you know, inexplicable. But and then interestingly, what, what Michelle? No, I think he's a lefty. Oh, did you say he's a righty? I feel oh, like I saw I, him I, doing I something and I thought like, oh, he's a lefty. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that he wore his watch as a righty on his left wrist for most of the yeah. episodes. And the reason why I point out the watches. And this has nothing to do with Seinfeld. I bought this watch on my own completely independently. The watch that Jerry wore most in the early episodes was a Breitling Chronomat. And I actually bought that watch in 1991 at a Breitling dealer on 7th Avenue in New York when I was working at WPLJ. It was right up the street from Madison Square Garden on on, uh, 7th Avenue. And I, I had the same damn watch that Jerry Seinfeld was wearing, just coincidentally. And guys, I, I'd like you to know that I sold that first Breitling Chronomat. I sold it on eBay like almost two years ago, I think. You know, what's funny is that I always thought that the girls were way too attractive for Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> he's not. He's if you look at him, he has an awful haircut. He's not a good looking guy. And he dated tens. The entire series. Did anybody else notice this? I think you did, didn't you, Tom? (laughs) I I did. You did? Yeah. The quality, the looks of the women were dramatic. He's got a a television show which became a hit, and that was his conduit to have screen time or be able to hang out with, in some cases, actual real models that were playing his girlfriend. I think you were also concerned with the number of girls that he was hanging out with. I mean, he... uh, I mean probably slept with most of them froggy right oh yeah he must have had a sexually transmitted disease or two that we didn't hear about during the show what yeah. no way he, he must have very how, how many times do you think he had gonorrhea or uh uh the herps or whatever what, what do you what do you think he came down with during the course of that series theoretically larry God, where's the no. penicillin <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so the last episode uh debuted or it aired on may 14th 1998 MJ, how many episodes do you think was in the total run of Seinfeld? Yeah, I said originally like 140, then I, I upped that to like 177 or something. Uh, what, what's close, the, what's close the 180. 180 episodes of Seinfeld. We we just finished. Michelle, when did we start? Before we move on, when did we start watching? And we just finished last night. Well, we, we started early on in this whole pandemic uh, shutdown process. We started probably back in March, but then we stopped watching it because then we watched other things and... 
And uh, then we somehow just picked it up again. And we would, we watched it intermittently. Like, you know, we, sometimes during the week we would watch it, but then on the weekends we revert to movies or. Some nights we'd end up watching like five or six episodes in a row. Yeah, that's dangerous. First of all, I had no no idea there were so many syllables in intermittently, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. Did I say that um, right? <laughs> it, it sounded right-ish, just a little long. Anyway, uh, now you watched it with no commercials, right? Yeah, we watched it on Hulu, no commercials. So each episode was like 22 minutes is what a 30-minute sitcom ran back then. I think it's even less now because they're now they're jamming even more. But there were a couple of hour-long episodes because there were two-parters, for instance. You spent 66 hours of your life watching Seinfeld. That sounds great. I took 22, divided uh, times it by 180, yeah. divided it by 60, wow. 66 hours Look at of that. non-commercial content. All right, guys, moving along. I've got to ask a question here. I want to know, did you guys really tell interns this? Michelle brought this up because I'm still going through our hard drive, and it's incredible. Michelle, you... I'm up till like three in the, and it's it's addictive. Sometimes I'm up till three o'clock in the morning going through the hard drive that iHeart gave us when we we uh, finished the MJ Morning Show. They gave me this two terabyte hard drive with ten years plus of over. T- I'm finding stuff from the 1990s on this hard drive, and it's become kind of addictive. It's sort of like audio crack that I don't want to <laughs> stop because it's like what soundbite is around the corner, which bit is around the corner. And I have to catalog it because of the system. They're just logged as numbers. So I've got to go through. And then, of course, we had all these like disposable audio bites of just news clips or entertainment clips for the day. And I just I'm deleting all that crap. I'm getting that off the drive. Michelle, I mean, you could attest to this. It's like it's like addictive for me, right? I wish you would just knock it off. I mean, you need to just put it down. It's like set aside one hour. (laughs) It's on your calendar. And then. Go do something else. Guys, I swear that even when I do this for like four or five hours straight, this could take me, what, another two years to maybe go through this hard drive? That's how much crap is there. It's unbelievable. Anyway, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is I was doing it the other night and a bit came up. Where did it come up, Michelle, where I allegedly did not want the interns to look me in the eye? Where where did that... That's not true. You know, I've asked Fester a number of times now. He thinks that, you know, it might have been him who did it. But I remember hearing that the guys, the crew, would tell the interns when they would come into the to start their internship that whatever you do, do not look MJ in the eyes. (laughs) And it was like kind of a joke for them to like watch the interns and see if they would really do it or how they would then try to avoid looking you in the eyes. Michelle, I remember, and Fester, I remember, we talked about this on the show. I used to bust the asses of celebrities that allegedly didn't want to be looked in the eye. I chastised them. I ridiculed them. And then, Fester, were you telling, really, were you telling interns, don't look me in the eye? Was that you that started that crap? You know, especially the first couple of days, I would, you know, try to bust their chops a little bit and say, okay, listen, here's some of the unwritten rules around here. One. You never speak to MJ. Two, <laughs> you never look him in the eye. Period. If, if if he speaks to you, answer with the word sir, both at the beginning I, and at the end of your answer. And don't forget, we had a bowl of gum in the entrance of the studio that everybody had to chew gum because if they had bad breath, MJ would tell them to go home and take a shower. <laughs> All right, guys, I right, listen, especially now. 
with this whole Ellen DeGeneres thing. Are you following all this Ellen DeGeneres crap? That was exactly from Ellen. She had a bowl of gum outside of her office. No, no, I'm not even talking. I'm bringing up, that's coincidental that I'm bringing up Ellen because of all the stories about alleged sexual harassment and her looking the other way. Michelle, you can explain the whole Ellen thing. Part of the Ellen story, and Ellen could be cooked and done over this. The show could She's be totally, done. yeah, I mean, this is this whole Ellen DeGeneres thing is turning crazy. A couple of weeks ago, there were reports in some of the uh, alleged interactions that staff members were told never look Ellen DeGeneres in the eye. Oh, maybe that's how it got brought up, Michelle. Right. That's that's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay. that, about how she treated people, but it was it was uh, like either guests or other maybe like lower level employees on the show who who didn't really have as much interaction with her. They were instructed by some of the higher ups like do not interact with her unless it's necessary and it's showtime. <laughs> I think even guests were like told do not approach her, do not speak to her until. You know, it's it's showtime or until uh, she speaks to you first. And that's Ugh. when I said to you, oh, my gosh, I think that the crew used to tell the interns that and right. maybe some other people who came into All the right. show. <laughs> All right, Fester, uh, okay, it's, it's a little funny now, but if there are any former MJ Morning Show interns that are listening, and I got to believe, when I see the number of downloads that we're getting every single week and the word of mouth and how successful this podcast has become, I got to believe that there are former MJ Morning Show interns that are listening I want each and every one of you to know that I never told Fester or Froggy or Joey B or whoever back in the day, I never had any demand that you not talk to me or not look me in the eye. I think you've instructed me not to look you in the eye. <laughs> no, stop it. Cut That's the, right. Yeah, cut well, the crap. Why would you? Yeah, me look at his eyes. Thinking. Here's a funny thing, though, about thinking back to the show. You treated the you were the only one that treated the interns in the crew, really, between us three, nice. And me and Fester were sort of like the ones that would mess with them. And you were always like, come on, guys, stop messing with them. You know, I always, have them, yes, you know, I've, go I, cook my noodles. I always <laughs> treated the interns extremely well. You guys were the bastards on this. I'll tell you what. I want to hear if there are any MJ Morning Show former interns that are listening to this podcast, send me an email or a text. You know what? Send an email. It just it just be easier to have them all in one spot. If there are any former MJ Morning Show interns, email MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. I want to hear from former interns. And if they told you not to look me in the eye, that was absolute crap. That is not true at all. Because I don't want to be That's like right. Ellen DeGeneres on this thing. That's right, Jub Jub. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Speaking of Jub Jub, we probably have to get her on. You know what clip came up on the hard drive over the weekend when I was uh, doing the inventory and category? Do you remember when she got busted for shoplifting a sweater at Dillard's? And, <laughs> and, oh, Jub Jub yeah, was the best. Oh yeah, J- Jub Jub. She got busted. She shoplifted a sweater at Dillard's. She was arrested, and then we didn't find out about it until thirty days later. Fester, somebody tipped us off. Remember, we confronted her on the air. It was her intern day off, and we called her at like 7 a.m., woke her ass up. <laughs> Do you remember that? You found that clip? Oh, yeah, I've got the clip of Jub Jub. Oh, yeah, you have to play that at the end of this podcast or something, because well, that's let's, great. Let's, let's get Jub Jub on. It's been a long time. Let's oh. get her on to defend her criminal history. All right, get Jub Jub <laughs> on. Maybe book Jub Jub. And by the way, David Shealy, the skunk ape guy, Fester tracked him down. He was ready to come on this podcast tonight 
but we're so jammed, we'll push that off till next week. So look, we already got next week's podcast already done, essentially. But hysterical, jump, jump, shoplifted a sweat. We need to ask her if she's been arrested anymore since like 2008 or 2009. I think Jub Jub's doing pretty good these days. Yeah, I think she started some kind of YouTube show. I think she got engaged recently. So I think she has her stuff together now. All right. Any former interns, email me, mj at mjmorningshow.com, and we can give you a shout-out. Hey, you know who will come on the podcast, but with the whole COVID-19, uh, I was going to say COVID-15, with the, with the whole COVID-19 with the whole COVID thing, we got kind of disrupted. But uh, CeeLo, Chrissy, who is now a St. Petersburg, Florida police officer, she got clearance to come on the podcast, so we got to set that up. Very cool, man. How long has she been a? Cause she's been a cop for a long time. Michelle, you got to hear this, guys. And I've got some current event stories I got to talk about here. We got a lot. Oh, and you know what? The end of this podcast, Fester. Do you remember we called Tom Brokaw like five times? And don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. At the Olympics in Australia. Yes, because it was. <laughs> Yes. 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 So, yes. So smell your air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, God, listen to this. So, <laughs> I remember so, that. We called Tom Brokaw because NBC had the Olympics in Australia. What was that? What year was that? 1990? What was 04? that? 04. Was it 2004? Yeah, 04. Th- no, it was before that. It had to have been before that. No, I, was exa- I was the syndication producer. Yeah, it was before that because I think BJ's on the call, actually, and BJ yeah, left yeah. in. Yeah, BJ left in February. Get up and smell your air conditioning. It might have been two. Was you know what? It was. Yeah. I think it was Sydney 2000. Okay. We got Tom Brokaw to get up in the middle of the night and <laughs> sniff his air conditioner. I pretended I was maintenance. Then we called the. We called him like five nights in a row in Sydney, and we woke his ass up. Got him out of bed. We had him doing crazy things. I found that clip on the hard drive, and we'll play that at the very end of this podcast. So stand by. Anyway, I have Michelle in here for a couple of reasons. And Michelle, this is incredible. You witnessed a phone call unfold in real time. This was about 1 o'clock this afternoon. It was before, uh, no, no, it was about 12 noon uh, today. Uh, I was calling Frontier Communications about, I had a billing question for my Schnitt Show uh, special internet line. This is crazy. So I'm asking about billing. And Michelle, what did you overhear? Well, the woman recognized your name. And so then she promptly asked, like, oh, are you the uh, so-and-so of the, you know, MJ Morning Show? And started asking you personal questions because you're like, well, yeah, that's me. And she's like, how old is your daughter now? And the minute (laughs) I heard that, you know, I mean, literally, Chloe had just reminded us, like, maybe two minutes before it's my birthday coming up. And I was like, don't even ask. I've already been reminded she's turning 19. So the woman was really oh surprised. Yeah. I mean, I'm calling Frontier Communications, customer service about a billing thing. The woman was at a Frontier call center, I guess, in the Tampa Bay area. She actually asked specifically about Chloe. She said, how's your daughter Chloe doing? How old is Chloe now? That is crazy. And Michelle, what else did you hear her say? Oh, that she hasn't been able to listen to the morning morning uh, radio since you left. She's she hasn't found anything to listen to, and so then you directed her to the MJ Morning Show podcast. I did. So she's like, uh, guys, since you left the the airwaves, there's nothing to listen to. I just I don't like anything. Check out the podcast. We've been doing new episodes of the MJ Morning Show every week now for what since we started the biweeklies last October. Then we went to weekly in January. 
And I'm like, hey, you've got 34 episodes after we record tonight's episode and it drops on Tuesday, August 4th, you're going to have 35 episodes to listen to. She's like, oh my God, I'll, I'll start right away. But just the fact that I got a billing question and she's like, are you Todd Schnitt from the Schnitt Show and the MJ Morning Show? And I'm like, yes. And she goes for 10 <laughs> minutes. She's like, oh, my God, I love that show. You guys were the best. There's been nothing like it since. After I finished with the business and she helped me out with my question, I hung on the line. I didn't hang up right away. And I heard her at the very end. I don't know if she was in a call center or at home, or she, but I heard her make a comment. Oh, my God, that was the greatest call. <laughs> You know, what's funny is that my father-in-law and business partner, Bill, he has a florist at his local grocery store who always, uh, she's, she's an, you know, she's like 80. She's an elderly woman. Yeah. And she always goes, when's the MJ morning show coming back? Like every time he goes to the florist, she asks when the morning show's coming back. She's like an old lady. He's like, oh, they're not coming back. So. You know, you know, even 80-year-olds still care. Right, so wait, 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 wait a second. So is she, like, too old to even mess with podcasts? Is it not even worth trying to walk her through how to do a podcast? She has no idea what a podcast is. Does she know that? Publix is such a good company that they hire right. the elderly, and she is the uh, uh, yeah. elderly. Hey, listen, if Joe Biden is not successful, they'll hire him to uh, maybe greet or, 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 or bag groceries. I, anyway, was was this lady aware that television went from black and white to color? Hang on a second. Do you want red? <laughs> I think it's great. you go. Hey, Froggy, I think it's great that she has a gig at 80 years old. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Well, when I'm 80, I'm going to be drinking Jameson every day, so whatever. Yeah. When I'm 80, I'll be dead. Hey, well, listen, tell her <laughs> to check out the podcast. Tell her to go to mjmorningshow.com. All the what <laughs> MJ? What go to ma'am? Go to mjmorningshow.com. How? What's a dot cram? <laughs> do you have an iPhone or an Android device or an uh. iPad or a, do you have a computer? Did you know that they're showing new Matlock episodes <laughs> on Ant TV? <laughs> and leave it to Beaver every morning at seven thirty. Oh, bless her heart. And as far as the Frontier lady, a shout-out to Mary at Frontier Customer Service in Tampa. Guys, are you aware Julian brought this to my attention uh, maybe two weeks ago, and I meant to put it on last week's episode, but I forgot. Do you know about this Uncle Roger guy, the YouTube, and his critiques of cooks or food dishes on YouTube? Do you know who this guy is? I've never heard of Uncle Roger. No. He sounds like a creep. Is this like the guy you're telling me about, Fester, who just sold for $50 million? No, 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 no. I told you about Blippi. Blippi oh, is like a okay. kid's entertainer that my kid loves. My little guy watches Blippi every day. We went to Walmart. They had Blippi soap. We had to buy it. It smells like bubblegum. It's the best thing I ever bought. <laughs> Freaking Blippi sold for $50 million? We're, we're trying to get like a, a used car dealer to sponsor the MJ Morning Show podcast? Listen, why don't you put on some suspenders in an orange and blue hat, MJ, and go dance around in the kids' playground. We'll bank. That's what Blippi does. That's his whole That's life. That's all he does. <laughs> Sings about fire trucks. Back to Uncle Roger. Julian, my son, he told me about this a couple of weeks ago. There's this Malaysian comedian by the name of Nigel Ng, and I guess he goes online and he does these critiques. 
He was watching a chef on BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, do a video on making egg fried rice. He shoots a whole critique video of him being disgusted. The thing's got like, I don't know, 20 million views already. It's turned into a controversy. He commented apologizing. The BBC, he might actually shoot a video with the BBC presenter, Hersha Patel. He's just busting her ass for how incorrectly the rice was prepared. And I got to play some of this audio because it's hysterical. Listen to this. Hello, my name is Uncle Roger. Today, I will react to a video sent to me by a fan. It's the BBC Good Food How to Make Egg Fire Rice video. What is BBC? Let me see. Is it like something dirty, like big black? Oh, it's the British Broadcasting Corporation. Okay, okay. That BBC is okay. Uncle Roger, not into the other BBC. Let's play the video. All right, so... I'm starving. So let's let's move on with Uncle Roger here. Then he gets all pissed off that the BBC presenter is using an induction heat stove. Listen to this. You know what I don't like? Uncle Roger don't like induction stove. You know, those stove with no fire. Uncle Roger need the fire. Who use induction stove? It's so lame, so not satisfying. You go camping, you set up campfire. You don't set up camp induction stove. Oh, come everybody, come, come sit around this camp induction stove. Let's tell story. Let's make marshmallow. Oh my God, he's the... This guy's great. Then it sounds like the presenter says Wang and listen to this. Ten minutes. Wang you eggs in. Wang your what what she say? What What she she say? Wang you eggs in. Wang your eggs in. Don't put Wang anywhere near your egg fire rice. (laughs) Don't Wang anything in kitchen, okay? That's how I got fired from Chinese restaurant. Onto a plate, leave it to one side. (laughs) So he He's suggesting that he he put his wang near the food in a Chinese restaurant, and he got fired. <laughs> I when me and Fester say wiener and wang jokes, nobody laughs, but this guy has eight, no, wait, nine million views. <laughs> Isn't yeah, this, this, this guy's guy, funny. He's pretty funny. Then he busts on her for what she does to the rice, the actual white rice, before she makes the fried rice. Check this out. Okay. Okay, rice. We are looking good. The rice not looking good. You lying to people. <laughs> so wet. Drain it. Drain. What's she Drain doing? Drain the rice. What's she doing? Rice. Drain the. Oh my god! You killing me, woman. Hiya. Drain the. She. The rice. She draining rice with colander. Hi. How can Wait you drain rice with colander? This is not <laughs> pasta. I've never seen anyone drain rice. If your rice too wet, you fucked up. Don't bring colander into your rice cooking. Hi, uh, get a nice rice wrong? cooker. What, what was that? He's absolutely is that wrong? right. I see your Twitter rice videos. Is that wrong what it, she did? Totally wrong. There should be no water in your rice. The, you should have had the proper mix of water to rice. It's typically one-to-one, although I use a great Zojirushi induction heat and pressure cooker to do my rice, so it's, it's perfect. But when you do rice, you have to do the right mixture of rice to water you should have no water left the water totally cooked off it's gone and she's dumping enough water like she just boiled a pot of spaghetti out of the rice how about we let it slide for the hot girl cooking rice uncle roger i mean look at her all right the last clip here we'll move on 
But this is pretty funny. The guy's a comedian, so he's obviously doing a little bit of an act here. But nevertheless, it's pretty freaking funny. Here's the ending. Oh, three to five minutes. This look okay, but look too healthy. Where your MSG? You don't use MSG. How to make good egg fried rice? This is just white people egg fried rice. MSG is the, the king of flavor. If you sad in life, use MSG. If you happy in life, use MSG. Put MSG in everything. It'll turn it better. You just get a baby, put MSG on baby. You'll be better baby, smarter. And that's done. Oh, she's Time so hot. The colors are still oh, vibrant. Oh, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> Look at this. You hear that so noise? using metal to scrape your saucepan higher. This is non-stick saucepan. Cannot use metal. Higher. Your, your parents never teach you. If I use metal on saucepan at home growing up, I would be this old. No more parents. Why are you often? I use metal on saucepan. Mom don't want me anymore. Very few things break Asian people hot. One is when your rice run out. Number two is when you scrape pan with metal spoon. First my wife leave me, now you scrape pan with metal. What are you supposed metal. to use? <laughs> you Not use, metal? Use a wooden spoon or you use oh. a silicone spatula on a non-stick pan. First of all, I don't really care for non-stick pans. I like stainless or uh, cast iron or carbon steel pans. We don't do a lot of cooking on non-stick anymore. We've got a couple in the house, but we very rarely use them. Yeah, but on a non-stick surface, if you hit that pan with metal, you're going to chip the coating and you're going to prematurely screw up your nonstick pan. So you never put metal on metal with a nonstick surface, Froggy. MJ, you should do a podcast about rice. Yeah, then Uncle Roger will critique it. <laughs> like, of, of rice and men or, or something. <laughs> Come up with a clever name. Anyway, pretty because funny. you love rice. I do. So. God, with your videos, I've never seen anybody who gets obsessed with something like rice. Yeah, again, if you want to see some of my videos in the kitchen, folks, not just rice, shave ice, oh, ice cream. Our the ice, ice cream looks good. Our ice cream maker is unfreaking believable. Folks, uh, again, don't forget, follow me on Twitter, at Todd Schnitt. So my Twitter feed is at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T, at Todd Schnitt. But for a lot of the videos in the kitchen, my Instagram, check out my Instagram feed, give me a follow, certified todd schnitt that's certified todd schnitt froggy how soon are you going to get your seven thousand dollar go-kart oh my god did you see that thing oh it'll be so amazing guys i'm telling you you know about my sim career in racing my simulation career my virtual racing is going really well all right froggy wait wait a sec so you wanted to buy like a three thousand dollar video game <laughs> racing chair and now you want to old seven, news, oh, oh, old news. Oh, oh now no gaming chair that's over so you're not gonna spend three grand now you want a seven thousand dollar go-kart where the hell are you gonna ride us froggy you're 40 something years old now how old are you frog i am 40 years old about to turn 41 in november and it doesn't <laughs> matter how old i am because some of the most successful go-kart champions are in their 40s if not their 50s and that doesn't matter i want a seven thousand dollar go-kart so I can qualify to join my local league, and uh, it's the Tampa Bay Grand Prix League. And and Kim is being a, you know, a wife about it, saying that seven thousand dollars too much. You're gonna kill yourself. Did you say she's being a wife about it? <laughs> you know, I, I accused her of treating me like a sitcom husband. Right. I said, you know what? Don't treat me like Kevin James 
on uh, you know, whatever Froggy, the fact is. Froggy, Froggy, where the uh, hell are you going to ride a $7,000 go-kart? The local Grand Prix group that races once a week. I want to get into that because I feel like there was a guy locally who became a professional driver. Do you Hello? have a Roth IRA or something, man? <laughs> Do you have anything that an adult has? <laughs> Do I have a what? Do you have yeah. a 401k yeah, or yes. anything like that or an investment strategy or, you know, you're Excuse closer me. to retirement now than you are at the beginning of your work career. You may Dude. want to rethink this investment. Dude, Froggy, you're talking more like a 21-year-old than a 41-year-old. I mean, you, dude, you got to grow up with go-karts and what the hell is next? What are you talking about grow up? Some of the most successful go-kart drivers are in my age group. Number one. Number two, I'm a successful business owner who's, you know, in the middle of tanking a business. So I have time. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're ta- Wait a minute. You're tanking the shelving business that your father-in-law? No, I'm not. The, the shelving business is actually doing really great. But, you know, I want to invest in something that could be good for my future. And I think go-kart racing might be good for my future. Yeah. Microsoft stock might be good for your future. Yeah. It's undervalued. You want me right to get now. Kim? Hey. You want to? You, you want to get Kim's opinion? Yeah, go get Kim quickly. Hurry up, oh. Kim! <laughs> Froggy's oh, calling God. Kim. Kim! <laughs> Who the hell gets a seven thousand dollar go kart? I don't know, Festa. This is insane. Yeah, but she can have a what is it? Three thousand uh, dollar bicycle where she where she rides with really good looking guys every day yeah okay that's fine yeah, dude, hey. dude. <laughs> oh my god what a terrible idea the froggy house kim's peloton was tw- talk about my go-kart hang on kim's Pel- down here because i'm with the mess up. kim's peloton was like 2500 bucks but she's exercising every day so it's totally worth it she well, looks great. Hey, Kim. I've used it the pod. every day for over three weeks. Every day. That's fantastic. Kim, have you lost weight or have you toned up? Uh, what, what's the story, Kimmy? A little a little bit of both, which was needed, so it's good. All right, fantastic. So you don't want Froggy to get a $7,000 go-kart? What the hell is that about? I don't know. You know that he's an idiot. I don't know what he's <laughs> thinking. What, is he going to kill himself? I mean, we got two kids. He's like my third child, to be 100% he is. honest. We, I mean, I don't know why anyone needs a $7,000 go-kart. Here's the thing. Kim thinks I have an addictive personality, whatever that means. And so I'm really into racing. Have <laughs> you ever met anyone get addicted to Afrin? When we first started dating, he was addicted to Afrin, the nose spray, to help get the snoring to stop. Is that stuff even addicted- on the market anymore? Can you still buy Afrin? Probably not, because <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Froggy was addicted to Afrin. He was addicted to Excedrin extra strength. Correct. Remember that gave him the two bleeding ulcers and <laughs> right. he almost bled out in our house. That was awesome. He, I know that he no longer ingests caffeine because of another addiction. I am addicted to coffee. Oh, he's addicted to five-hour energy. I find five-hour energy drinks in like empty packets and our bottles in his oh, car. Great. Have you ever met someone who sleeps until 10, 10.30 every day, and then needs um, five-hour energy. Oh, my God. Anyway, by the way, Afrin is still available. I just went to their website. So they, 
I don't know if it's the same formula when Froggy was addicted to Afrin, but they still make it. I don't know much about Afrin, but I do have an Afro when I let my hair grow. <laughs> That's right. Listen, so I just I think it'll be fun for me to have a go kart to get out there, get mixed with the get off me. He can- Get off me! Come on! Hold on! He can think about it all he wants. It's not happening. So keep talking it up. He's not happening. I love it. No, no go kart for you. I bought him shoes so he could use the Peloton. Spent over a hundred dollars on them. Ask me how many times he's used them. How many times did he use the special shoes for the Peloton, Kim? One time. Once. One time. (laughs) One time. Uno. (laughs) Uno time. Whatever. Uh, can you please leave? Kim, Take him and get out of here. Kim, great. Can you, just, Luke, can you, can you go? Can you skedaddle? Kim, great. Great to see here. you, Kim. You know, it's ridiculous. I can't right. take it. I need out of this house. <laughs> Froggy, I don't think that you're getting a $7,000 go-kart. Uh, guys, did you see on top of the Miami Marlins problem with COVID-19 that today 13 members of the St. Louis Cardinals have tested positive for COVID-19. This is as of Monday night when we're recording this thing, so it's probably going to get even worse. A total of seven players and six staff members of the Cardinals now. And you have the Miami Marlins. Last I saw, they had 20 positive cases, mostly players, like over half the team player-wise. And then you have a, a bunch of coaches and other, uh, I think, locker room folks or clubhouse. I mean, what a mess with the Marlins. You had the Cardinals. They played the Minnesota Twins. So are any of the Twins going to turn positive? This is a mess. Fester, you're doubting whether the season's actually going to get finished, right? You know, just with all these teams and they're traveling. You see, the NBA is doing it in a bubble. So all the teams aren't going anywhere and it's kind of... You know, and the NHL is doing it in a bubble, but baseball's traveling from stadium to stadium. They get on and off planes through airports. I don't see how they're going to get a whole season in. Derek Jeter, by the way, had to deny all kinds of rumors. I saw this on the New York Post website. And of course, the Post pays a lot of attention to Jeter because of his time at the New York Yankees. The Marlins weren't trying to find Magic City. The COVID-19 outbreak resulting in positive tests for 18 players in the Miami Marlins clubhouse is not the result of going to bars and clubs. CEO of the Marlins, Derek Jeter, told media members Monday the situation is leading to calls. MLB should halt the season. So Jeter now is saying, no, the rumors are not true. Our players weren't going out to bars and hanging out and getting us. I, I don't know what the, the truth is, but I don't see this getting better. I think it's only going to grow. And then as far as professional sports with the NHL starting back up, you have uh, Major League Baseball, obviously, and the NBA at the bubble at uh, ESPN Complex at uh, Disney. By the way, that place is really nice because Chloe, as a soccer player, she did a bunch of tournaments, uh, the fields at Disney at ESPN are amazing, and I've been inside that same arena where they have the basketball courts because when they were doing soccer tournaments, Chloe, back when she was, I don't know, like uh, 12, 13 years old, we'd walk through, and at the same time, they had kids from all over the country doing basketball tournaments. How about NFL? Did you see Odell Beckham today says that the 2020 NFL season should be canceled? It shouldn't happen. Sit down, There's Odell, no way up. football players are all over their, all over each other yeah. the whole game. Well, that's the issue. So listen to this from CBS Sports. Odell Beckham did an interview with the Wall Street Journal magazine, and he said, I just feel like the season shouldn't happen, and I'm prepared for it not to happen, 
and I wouldn't mind not having it. According to Beckham, it made sense for basketball to restart, but trying to play an entire football season doesn't make any sense due to the logistics involved. Not only do NFL teams have much larger rosters than basketball teams, but the NBA is playing in a bubble while the NFL decided to take a pass on putting players in a bubble. Obviously, with everything going on, it doesn't make sense why we're doing this. I can understand basketball was already in the playoffs. Five-on-five basketball in arena is going to be more intense than regular season games. Hooping is different than playing an 11-on-11 contact sport where there's 80 people in a locker room. Although I will say NBA players, there's contact, and, and they're pretty damn close to each other. And they're spitting stuff all over the place. I don't see how they pull this NFL season off either, but I'd love to see it happen. Do either of you guys have Facebook friends that have come down with COVID? I, I know people that came down with COVID. But do you, are you friends with them on Facebook? Now, first of all, I hate Facebook. I don't use Facebook except to like promote the MJ Morning Show podcast like once a week. But Facebook is just freaking tedious and i just don't care for it but what were you saying froggy it's funny because me and kim find that if you have a friend on facebook or social media that announces their covid positive if you go back in the facebook timeline about two and a half weeks you can almost see exactly where they got it at a party or wherever two times me and kim Two of my neighbors have got it at the same party. Just use Facebook or social media for all the contact tracing. Did you guys see that video over the weekend or late last week? Oh, it was Saturday, actually. It came out Saturday. Did you see the video of the guy clinging to the hood of the tractor trailer on the Florida Turnpike uh, down in South Florida? The truck driver went like seven miles with this guy on his hood. Nine miles. Get your freaking facts straight. The guy drove nine miles with a guy on the hood of a tractor trailer. Insane. And I guess what happened here, the guy's a, a mental case of some sort, uh, not the driver. I don't even know if, I don't know if the driver's in trouble. He probably should have just stopped. <laughs> but this is insane. But more details came out. Nine miles, guy on the hood. The trucker was, I think, stopped or on a ramp. And the guy that jumped on the truck got out of a car, a parked car or a stopped car, jumped on the hood. The truck driver freaks out and just keeps going. The guy on the hood of the truck, this is a tractor trailer, starts pounding on the windshield with his fist and his head starts smashing in the windshield of the truck. The driver claims that he freaked out and he was scared and he just kept going. You know, let me play the audio here. Hold on a minute. Florida be like... What the holy shit? And the guy only has like underwear on. Oh it's crazy. <laughs> and then they're, they're parked on the side of the road, the person taking the video. Then holy then they shit. catch up to the truck and they're pulling next to the truck now. The guy's on the hood. Now they're pulling next to the, the tractor part where the driver is. screaming help me help me and then the driver's trying to shake him off then he hits the brakes trying to throw him off the hood of the truck (laughs) cops finally pulled the truck over and the guy was baker acted in florida because apparently the guy that jumped on the truck had some mental issues and i'm sure the truck driver has to answer for something 
And I'm guessing that his employer, ABF Freight Systems, I'm guessing they're going to have some questions too, guys. It was funny seeing him do the little warm your tire swerve there, trying to get him off the windshield. But <laughs> over the weekend, everyone was like, oh, uh, Florida man, this, that. Oh, my God, did you see that video? I'm like, wait a minute. That's just a typical day on I-95 or the Turnpike in South Florida. That's just that's normal behavior. No, no shocker here, yawn. <laughs> it really is. It almost looked like a scene from like one of those jackass movies, like a stunt. Before I play these classic Tom Brokaw middle-of-the-night wake-up calls in Australia at the Sydney Olympics 2000, <laughs> get a hold of the MJ Morning Show podcast. You can email me, mj at mjmorningshow.com. Email the show if you have anything for Froggy Fest or any comments, questions. Uh, old interns, get a hold of us. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Email MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Of course, the website has all of the information on the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everyone you know that the MJ Morning Show is back with these weekly podcasts. All the information, all of the platforms, the major podcast platforms are all listed. Listen, download, subscribe at MJMorningShow.com. You can even play the podcasts, all 35 of them now right off of the website. You can just push the play button and not even go to any of the platforms. But I would subscribe so they automatically hit your box uh, in, in the morning uh, every Tuesday when they, they come out. So mjmorningshow.com, leave us a voicemail message or send us a text, 813-467-6290. That's 813-467-6290. We might use your voicemail on the podcast or send us a text. Don't forget Twitter. I'm at Todd Schnitt. Give me a follow at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. On Instagram, follow me at Certified Todd Schnitt. That's at Certified Todd Schnitt. This is from the Sydney Olympics 2000. We got a hold of Tom Brokaw's hotel, and we were able to call from Tampa Bay early in the morning. We were able to call and wake Tom Brokaw up in the middle of the night in Sydney, Australia, and we had him do some crazy stuff like sniffing his air conditioner. <laughs> so we'll, we'll leave you with this. Hello. Uh, good day, mate. Uh, calling for maintenance. Uh, are you having a problem with the air conditioning, mate? No. Because we had a report that there was some uh, horrendous odor coming from the air conditioning. No, in 1202? Yeah. No. No, no problems, mate. No. Nope. I'm I'm doing the service ticket. Just came down five minutes ago. That there was some off. Can you uh, put your nose to the vent see if there's an odor? I don't smell one at all. Nobody called here. So no, no odor whatsoever. Is there any chance that you can get out of bed, sir, and just tell me if there's some kind of a a dead animal odor coming from the vent? Who's calling? Uh, maintenance, sir. One moment. Getting out of his bed. <laughs> no. No problem at all, mate? No. Okay, no worries. Sorry for the ring. All right. Good boy. Like a room service. Hello? Uh, good day. Calling from room service to uh, uh, confirm your order, sir. Hello? Hello? Yes, calling from room service to confirm your order, sir. No, there's no room service order here. A bottle of Jack Daniels? No, there's no... Goodbye, there's no room service order here. Jim Beam? Johnny Walker... Hello? Tom? Yeah? 
Welcome to Sydney. I'm with the American delegation. And I, we want to welcome you here to uh, Australia. We wanted to send up a, a fruit basket, if that's possible. Okay, but I'm, I have to get up real early in the morning. Could you, could you just leave it at the desk or something? Uh, you want us to leave it at the desk? That, that's okay. Um, all right. Uh, we're also putting together a dinner. How long are you actually going to be in Sydney? Because we wanted to have you over at the ambassador's house, if possible. Um, I'm going to be here um, through Saturday. Okay. Um, I don't know if yeah, that might be a little bit too short. No, I mean a week from tomorrow. Oh, a week to, uh, week to tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to be here a week. All right. Uh, would you at all be available to have dinner at the U.S. Ambassador's house? Yeah, I'll know a lot better tomorrow, actually. Uh, I got in today, and I've got to get up kind of in the middle of the night because of the time differential to do nightly news. Okay. Oh, so you're shooting that back to New York, I guess, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So I do it, I do it tomorrow, but I have to go out there tomorrow morning to the site. All right. Tom, welcome to Australia. Thank you. And uh, we'll leave uh, the, the gift basket. It's a, it's a beautiful collection of Australian items. Oh, that's great. And we'll leave that at the front desk for you. That's uh, that's wonderful. Tom, have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Hello. Uh, Tom Brokaw. Yeah. Hi, Don Phelps Morning Show. We just wanted to congratulate you for being the most trusted news anchor in America. Yeah, that's very nice. Thank you very much, guys. But I've got a lot of things I've got to get done this morning. Could you just say NBC News in depth tonight? <laughs> just once. Yeah, well, watch NBC News in depth tonight. Okay. Thanks, Tom, guys. you bet. Morning. Mr. Brokaw. Yeah. Uh, Mookie and Leonard Morning Show wanted to wish you a happy birthday today. Oh, that's very nice. It's just one of those birthdays I'd rather not have, however. Oh, Mr. Brokaw, really, from the bottom of our hearts, happy birthday. We think you're the best. Uh, thank you very much. Have a lovely morning. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. One o'clock in the morning now. Hello. Uh, good day, sir. Concierge calling from the lobby. I've got your escort here. Should I send her up? I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>